Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of My Weekly Epiphany, where we discuss and share the epiphanies that come from our personal journeys, as well as the epiphanies that are sparked by current events. We explore various topics from dating and pop culture to social justice issues and simply navigating our everyday lives and sharing what epiphanies arise from it. I'm the creator and host, Bethany Epiphany, and it is my pleasure to welcome you back. Hey friends, welcome back to my weekly epiphany. I'm your creator and host, Bethany Epiphany. We survived another week, y'all. Congratulations to us. I'm realizing more and more what a blessing it is to wake up each morning, let alone make it through another week, especially during the times we are living in. Um, I'm going to kick this episode off by just letting y'all know about my week and what's been going on. Well, friends, last week I was complaining about this harsh, unapologetic, anger-triggering heat. And this week, not only is this heat triggering frustration, apparently it has triggered the ants. That's right, y'all. I got ants. I ain't never had ants. I had to do a deep cleaning, which is beyond time consuming. And let me tell you, these ants, something going on with these ants. These ants are not normal. Like these ants are determined. They are focused. These ants have a plan and they fall into formation every time. At first, I was going the natural route, you know, sprinkling cinnamon, dishwashing liquid, And it kept them at bay for a while, but then they came back with vengeance. And I feel like ants live by a creed, which is if one door closes, another door will open. Because every time I think I've sealed off an area, they move into another area. Not only has this heat triggered the ants, it has triggered the spiders. Y'all, I experienced an arachnid attack this past week with a total of at least eight spider bites on my beautiful chocolate legs. I have never in my life been bitten by anything this much, especially over the course of a week. So I had to buy some raid, y'all, and go to war and like... It helped, but I'm not out the woods just yet. Just pray for my sanity because this is not the life that God wanted me to have, you know, especially in this heat. Um, But on a brighter note, I get to talk to all of you. So that brings me joy. Um, My epiphany for this week was inspired by a conversation I had with a friend about the expectations we carry and thinking about expectations when it comes to our career paths. Um, Like a lot of millennials, after I graduated college, I thought things would be smooth sailing, and I expected to find work easily and hop into a career, and that simply was not the case. In all honesty, you guys, my transition into the real world from college was not an easy one at all. 
Um, I speak about this in my first book, actually, um, My Quarter of a Century Life Lessons. But not only was finding work challenging, but a lot of us were figuring out what we wanted to do with our lives. Um, Many of us thought we had had an idea and come to find out that what we were expecting to do with our lives, uh, what we thought would make us happy or fulfilled, actually didn't. And no one was talking about it. So everyone was struggling and everyone was ashamed to say that they were struggling. Because as college graduates, we were supposed to have it all figured out. We were expected to know what direction to move. And many of us simply didn't. Um, And FYI, no one has it figured all the way out, especially college students. So if you're a college student, hell, if you're anybody, give yourself some grace. Um, But I expected to be this young black professional out there making money, making moves, being this quote unquote boss bitch. And instead, I was broke, in debt, and not sure what direction to move. Um, I was not expecting to feel as lost and sad as I did those first few years out of school. Um, But long story short, I came into the position I'm in now. Um, And by the way, I'm a partnerships manager for a nonprofit. um, And I'm a vice president for a brand new uh, black-led nonprofit. So I work for two nonprofits that uh, focus on two different types of service. Um, I have published two books. I'm a quoted author, a motivational speaker, and now a podcaster. Um, Where I am now took time, and I'm still not where I want to be, but I know I'm moving in the right direction. Um, But I needed to learn how to release the weight of a lot of societal expectations that I had been taught, Um, especially if I was going to pursue a creative career or a non-traditional career. I knew that I wanted to connect with people through speaking. I wanted to share my experiences while also learning from others and their experiences. And that's why I started off wanting to be a motivational speaker. Um, But as I continued to grow and stumble and fall and fall and fall again and get back up, I learned that connecting with others through my voice can take many different forms. Uh, Motivational speaking, yes, but also through writing, through teaching. And all the roles I play um, allow me to connect and use my voice in some capacity. So I had to shed expectations of what I thought my career had to look like or what society said it was supposed to look like. And it wasn't so much a shedding as it was expanding my vision for what it can look like. I was so focused on this one idea of what it had to look like. It had to look like this. It had to come in this in this package. It had to be this way. Um, and it was limiting. So I had to let go of the limited way I was thinking and be open. I had to learn how to follow what felt good to me, even if others didn't fully understand. Hell, even if I didn't fully understand. And I know that that's easier said than done. If 
following your own path is not always easy, mostly because of the judgment we fear from others. It takes courage and that's a muscle you have to develop over time. And honestly, I'm still building muscle, but I'm proud of how much I've grown. I'm also proud of our guest. I have witnessed her growth and I'm excited to have her on my weekly epiphany. Um, Stay tuned. I'll be introducing her right after this break. Hey, you on, girl? Okay, so I'm about to kick this off. I can edit all the You sound so clear. (laughs) (laughs) You sound clear too, girl. I'm so excited. This this new technology. It's um, brilliant. You don't have to be in the same place. Exactly, because I was like, how am I going to do this? And I want to invite people and we can't be in the same room. So God bless you, Anchor. You're a real one. Shout out to Anchor. (laughs) Shout out to y'all. But welcome, friends. I'm so excited to introduce my guest for this week. My guest is Felicia Kelly. Felicia is a SoCal-based Pilates instructor who is fascinated by the way bodies move. As a lifelong dancer and athlete, she has always had a natural curiosity about how our bodies move. Now she shares what she has learned with others. Felicia helps people to move better. What that means for her is cultivating Pilates sessions designed to help you move with ease, efficiency, and elegance. She promotes the healing transformation of bodies so that you can do what you love without pain, discomfort, or strain. The movement practices that she facilitates are nourishing to the body, challenging to the mind, fun, and always full of joy. And I can attest to this because I have participated in her virtual summer Pilates sessions, and they have been great. Um, So welcome, Felicia Boo. How are you? Hey, I'm doing so well. And like, I just wish that you could read that before every class that I taught. (laughs) (laughs) you know i have to do you know introduce you correctly you know people need to know good thank you girl i appreciate it thanks boo i you know i'm trying i'm learning and growing yes um but for my listeners you know i like to share how i know my guests so um felicia and i went to lmu together shout out to you lions go lions and she has been my friend, my sister, my road dog through this Man. journey, y'all. Like, For real. We have so many memories, Felicia. I was thinking about it. I was <laughs> like, damn, like, Felicia knows where all of my bones are buried. Like, she knows <laughs> everything. I <think> like, <laughs> Felicia knows too damn much. And I ain't snitching either, girl. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I appreciate that. Um, but in our previous conversation, it, it was a while ago, mm-hmm. uh, we spoke about our career paths and the weight of the expectations we carry, mm. like when it comes to careers. 
and deciding what we're going to do with our lives. And a lot of emotions come up, um, especially for those that want to pursue a non-traditional career career path or a creative career path. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to start by asking you, how did you get into the health and wellness industry? Wow. Okay. So it was semi unintentional. Um, so if we go back to my childhood, (laughs) um, the first thing I ever said I wanted to be was a pediatrician. And that was when I was, I don't know, maybe fourth or fifth grade. So that was the like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, I want to be a pediatrician because I like kids and I like helping people. And that was my like jam. And of course, like when you're a kid, you typically like kids. So, (laughs) okay, I get to help my friends, you know, (laughs) get better, get healthy. Um, And then eventually when I got to high school, that evolved into pharmacy, um, which is still helping people. um, But I got a little taste of chemistry and chemistry was my jam in in 10th grade. And I was like, okay, what careers use chemistry? Because this is fun. Um, And Pharmacist was like one of the top careers that came up, uh, you know, on my AOL search because I don't think I was using Google back then. Um, Girl, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I want to be a pharmacist. Um, and then somehow before I graduated from high school, it was like, it turned into business. So I was like, okay, I want to be a business owner. So anyways, I get to college, I am a business major, and I hate it. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Um, The classes just were not stimulating to me, and I was passing them with flying colors, but I was still feeling very unfulfilled. And around the same time, I started taking dance classes, and I became a dance major. Through my dance major, um, I started learning about the body and I started, you know, really studying muscles and bones and how they work and learning about biology and nutrition. And it just started to open me up to this new world that I didn't really know existed. Mm. Um, And I was like, wow, I can see myself, you know, opening up some sort of wellness center or being being someone in the community that helps people get healthy. Um, because one thing about going to LMU, and you can attest to this, it was a fairly, you know, privileged white school. Um, yep. So I started learning all these things. And I was like, my people don't know this stuff. Like, my people don't know about fitness. My people don't know about nutrition. I never heard of kale until I got to college. Girl, <laughs> me either, girl. I never eaten. I never eaten edamame before. I was like, what the Girl, hell me it? either. <laughs> so that being in the dance world started to open me up to all this stuff about bodies and health and movement, and um, and I was like, okay, this seems like more of a fit for me. This is what I want to pursue. Even though I was also at the same time thinking I want to be a professional dancer, I want to tour, I want to be in dance companies, I want to be in music videos. So uh, when I graduated from college, um, I worked for a year as an after school teacher um, and then danced professionally on the side. And then I 
what did I do after that? I started getting my Pilates certification about a year after college. And it was supposed to be just a thing to like hold me over until my dance career started popping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I just really started falling in love with what I did. And I was helping people and they were telling me their success stories about how they don't have to have knee surgery anymore and they don't have to have back surgery anymore. Um, And one of my clients was able to pick up her nephew without her back going out. And I was like, wow, I'm making a difference. (laughs) So from there, I just kind of stuck with it. And now it's been nine years of me teaching and being in the in the industry and you know um it's still so rewarding it doesn't get old for me sometimes I get a little burnt out um Mm -hmm. but just being able to impact people in a way that helps them to live better lives um the same thing I would have been doing as a doctor it's the same thing I could have been doing as a pharmacist um but it's just in a different probably more fun (laughs) Uh, and creative way so that's how I got started wow yeah that is like the steps to getting to where you are you know people don't Mm -hmm. talk about that part Mm -hmm. um my next question is what has been challenging about not following the traditional path Well, it hasn't been challenging. (laughs) Girl, let me tell you, the first thing that's coming to my mind right now is the money. Girl. (laughs) There have been so many times where I've had, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have good months and you have not so good months and you have Mm -hmm. good years and not so good years. Um, so one of the most challenging things has just been sticking with it in the months and years where the money is not great Mm. because Mm. I would be literally on Google looking up retail jobs or looking up like overnight jobs or just any random career I could find to supplement what I do because the money wasn't always there. You know, I couldn't always depend on, you know, having a set amount of income every month. So that was definitely um, one of the most challenging parts, especially when I was first getting started. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to pay my bills this month. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, so tempted so many times to quit and be like, I'm just going to get a desk job. I'm just going to be an administrative assistant. I'm going to go back to school and be a teacher. I'm going to go back to school and be a doctor. Like there's so many times I got just discouraged um, and was like, ah, you know what? Bump this. Like I'm going to go give me a regular job so I can, you know, trust that I'm going to have what I need financially. Um, and I think another thing is being able to, this is something I, I used to really struggle with is being able to articulate what I do (laughs) Mm. (laughs) because, you know, like you go to dinner parties or you go to networking events and people are like, Oh, what do you do? And someone says, Oh, I'm an attorney. And 
everyone has a reference point for what an attorney is. You know what an attorney does. You basically know what, you know, the general requirements of their job are. Or if someone says they're a teacher, you're like, okay, I understand teacher. But if I tell someone, oh, I teach Pilates, they're like, is that like yoga? Is that your full-time job? Do you teach classes? Is it hard? Is it like stretching? Or if I say I'm a wellness professional, it's like, well, what is that? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that can make you feel a little insecure if you're not really firm. You're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be this thing that no one knows what it is or how to understand it. <laughs> so Lord. that is definitely sometimes a challenge. Yeah, I can definitely like relate to that, like especially in terms of like explaining what you do, because in the very beginning, like since the beginning, I knew I wanted to be like a speaker, motivational mm-hmm. speaker. Well, maybe not since the beginning, but I knew after some time. <laughs> right. And I remember I was dating a guy and he was a DJ. And so I told him about my plans to pursue motivational speaking. And so I told him, I was like, yeah, I want to be, you know, a motivational speaker. And he was like, how in the hell does somebody become a motivational speaker? (laughs) I mean, and the way he said it was just mad rude. Like, and I'm just like, how in the hell does somebody become a DJ? Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's not like he was doing something super traditional either. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, you're in a creative field. And right now you're asking me like, how am I going to do this? And basically it's how you're going to make money doing Mm -hmm. this. And it's like, you know, it's the same way you do with anything. There's supply and demand, Mm -hmm. like people who are seeking a specific service and you just happen to be someone that can provide them with that service. And I was just so surprised that he didn't understand that. Um, and I was expecting that type of response from other people who are working like traditional jobs, but right. not him. Wow. So, you know, it can make you feel, you know, very isolated and yes. doubtful yes. and like, should I be doing this? And I think, um, for me, the challenge was, what was the challenge? I think it was, you know, understanding what my expectations were versus Mm. society Mm. and really um, following my own intuition and what I, the direction I wanted to go instead of what I had been, you know, taught to do. Right. And I think especially as black people, we're taught about survival, right? So there is no time to go against the grain. There is no time to, to reroute. You got to do what works. You got to do what's been, uh, tried and true <laughs> exactly like you get that county job mm-hmm. you get that city job that's gonna pay you a good you know pay you and give you benefits whatever you you stick with what's going to be dependable reliable and steady mm-hmm. and um we're not really taught to to venture out um so yes you know that can be a scary thing um yes. or a challenging thing luckily my mom is definitely not like that and she's you know she's in a creative field herself so mm-hmm. she encouraged me to, to do that shout out to mama flow <laughs> shout out to mama flow um 
But I think I had, uh, you know, I had my own expectations of what I wanted life to be and what I wanted to do. Um, really what I thought it was going to look like. Yes. And the challenge was releasing that vision of what I thought my journey was supposed to look like and really accept and learn from it as it is. Mm. Um, so that was that was challenging for me because I'm, you know, I'm expecting to be this this boss Girl, bitch, you know, with, by with a certain money. age, by a certain time. Like, exactly. Oh, I'm in, I've I've turned thirty and I haven't made it yet, or I've turned thirty and X, Y, and Z hasn't happened yet. It's like trusting the timing on a non-traditional right. path is the big, big one because there's no there's no timeline, there's no outline. You're you're <laughs> on this this trail that hasn't been forged before. So you don't know how long it's going to take for you to reach certain milestones because you're doing something that no one else has done before. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you said, when someone meets an attorney or a lawyer or a doctor, you understand what that is. You know the steps and the process to becoming that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to something creative or non-traditional, when we can't identify those steps, it's, you know, it's scary. Yes. And it produces doubt. Yes. And- and you. everybody thinks you're crazy. Yes. <laughs> Everyone thinks that you're crazy for, for doing something that seems so outlandish. So um, that's definitely the, the the challenge is going with your own mind, yes. and your own feeling. Yes. Um, and that can be, it's difficult to go with your own mind in a world where everyone is focused on something else. Everyone is moving in a certain direction and you just are not. Yes. That's so true. I think about that sometimes. I I see stuff like I'll be on Instagram or whatever. And I'm just like, why are so many people doing such identical things in such identical ways? Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. for me, as a person who has been an artist and a creative her whole life, I've never really followed the crowd. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, there are definitely moments where I wanted to fit in so bad and I would do mm-hmm. anything to fit in. But at the end of the day, there were a lot of things that I couldn't compromise because I was like, I need to be myself here. And I feel that way as an adult looking at other adults. I'm like, y'all are still copying each other and y'all are still trying to do the same thing that everyone else is doing. And at what cost or like, what's the point? So (laughs) that's something I think about often. Right. No, that's very true. And we are right. We're going what we feel is going to, you know, this is the, the assured path. Mm -hmm. Like we know what's going to be at the end of this road. Mm. Um, So that's just kind of how it works in society, you know, um, what do you feel has been the benefits or the positives about following a non-traditional path or a creative path? I show up every day and I am happy to be at work. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Even, yeah. even in the moments, granted, there are moments where I'm like, whew. I could stay in bed right now or 
you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't feel like dealing with this person or this client today. Um, but even at the end of all that, I am enjoying what I do and I'm having fun. Um, mm. I get to be active. I get to meet so many different people um, at work. You know, sometimes when people work in a certain industry, they only know people in that industry. But right. because I'm in a service industry, and I'm sure someone that's like a hairstylist or a nail technician could probably say the same thing. You talk to a lot of different people from a lot of different industries. So in one, you know, in one day, I could have a person in my class that's a screenwriter. And then the next hour, I have somebody who's a teacher. And the next hour, I have somebody who is a physician. And the mm -hmm. next hour, I have, you know, a retired truck driver. So mm -hmm. one of the... Um, one of the things that I love about my work is that I get to meet so many different people and people that I would probably never have come in contact with had I been doing something else. Um, so that's like the, that's probably one of the most fun things about my work. Cause then I get to learn like one of my, one of my long-term clients was a, a DP a, um, cinematographer on a show on HBO and he would tell me all this like crazy stuff that would go on on set. And, you know, he was nominated for an Emmy. And there was like, you know, there's just all this like cool stuff that he would tell me about during our, you know, hour long Pilates sessions. And I'm like, wow, I get to go to work and like hear about people's cool lives, you know. Right. <laughs> and that part is really fun. Um, and of course, like I get to we always joke in my industry, like our um if you go to a Pilates studio, it just looks like a big playground. So <laughs> it's kind of like I get to go to work and just like be on a jungle gym and like climb and play with like rubber <laughs> balls all day. Like that's my job. That is my freaking job. I get paid to do that. Isn't that I get to I get paid to make people feel good. And so mm. that just brings me so much joy. Um, and yeah, that's like that's probably the biggest benefit. Um, another benefit is that I can take a nap in the middle of the day. So, you know, sometimes because my schedule is not nine to five, there will be some days it'll be like one or two o'clock. And I'm like, you know what? I don't have a client. I don't have a class for a few hours. I think I'll take a nap. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm a part of the nap ministry. Yes, okay? same girl. Yes, deaconess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm a part of the nap ministry and I pay my tithes, okay? Amen, I pay my tithes. Um, I'm right there with you. Yeah, so I feel like those are some of the great, some of the, the most beneficial things about my work. I mean, there's so many more. I could go on and on. Um, <laughs> right. But those but are the I, things I think, I think about instantly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's right what you said. Like um, the fact that you get to go to work and you're happy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that is that is such a blessing. Mm. That's such a blessing. People and, take um, that for granted. They do. They really, really, really do. And um, I, I'm sure many of us those listening and you know you and me Felicia know people who go to work and who aren't happy 
and who spend a majority of their their time, their days, their years, you know, doing something that isn't fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And so the thing about following the non-traditional path, if that is your path, right? Yes. Um, it ain't for everybody. <laughs> it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. So um but what you want to to be happy, right? You mm-hmm. want to go in whatever you do, regardless of your your industry where you are, you want to feel happy that you're there. Um and that happiness extends itself and shows up in other ways, whether it's through the health of your body, mm. uh, the relationships that you hold dear, um, being able to do the work that makes you feel good is is huge. Yes. So yes, I'm there with you, girl. Yes, and that that's so important what you said about it manifesting in other ways, um, mm-hmm. especially because I do work with bodies and people's muscles and bones and joints. Mm-hmm. The people that are, I I have worked with people who have high stress jobs or jobs that they you know aren't really happy with or jobs that are tough or you know, things that just require a lot emotionally and mentally out of them. And Mm -hmm. those people sometimes will have physical like repercussions because of that going on. So they'll have tighter muscles or they'll have stiffer joints. So they'll have more pain in their body. Um, And a lot of it has to do with stress coming from their work. Right. Right. I think it's it's really important to just like hover on that and and call it out and be like, yeah, you know, sometimes that can manifest in other ways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we have to realize how what we do, you know, is affecting us in multiple areas of our lives. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we just got to stay aware of that. Yes. Um, but what epiphanies arise when thinking about your career journey up until this point what is an epiphany that comes to mind wow an epiphany (laughs) (laughs) I think uh one thing that has come to me recently and especially because I'm in a moment of really high um growth Mm-hmm. is remembering why I started this in the first place. And mm-hmm. one thing that has been super important for me has always been health of Black people, Black women in particular. Um, yeah. So the epiphany would be that this is something that's always been like at the core of my being. And Mm -hmm. even when I've tried to shove it away or shove it down or not lean into it, it's always come back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Even Mm -hmm. in the times where I thought about pivoting careers or doing something more stable or doing something more traditional, um, this was the thing that was always in my heart to do. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just think the epiphany is that you can't run from your destiny. Because <laughs> it's going to come back and find you now. It's going to find you. It's going <laughs> it's gonna find you. So, yeah, that's probably one of the most major things that, that I've, I've uh, 
major epiphanies that I've had, um, especially recently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so true, right? So there's always going to be that little nudge, that little voice, that little whisper, like, maybe we should go. Do you still want to do this? I think (laughs) you should go back to doing, you know, what you did before. You know, there's that little voice, that that intuition that Mm. uh, won't leave us alone until we go ahead and, and deal with it. I think a lot of people do a good job of, you know, blocking it out. But as you Ooh. said, like it always. Mine is back. loud, girl. Man, she screamed out. <laughs> like, ma'am, Felicia, I know you, I know you know what I told you to do. And I think. Girl, that's because your third eye's open. It you is, know, girl. You got that. <laughs> but it's, it's like when you lean into your intuition, even though it is so crazy sometimes, mm. I, here's another epiphany. When I lean into those intuitive hits, when I get them, I am mm-hmm. always supported by my mm-hmm. community, by the universe, by God, like whatever you want to say is going on. Mm-hmm. I am always supported and leaning into my intuition has never, ever caused me to fail. Ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. So that is one thing I'm like, I know this look crazy from the outside. I know y'all don't know what I'm doing. My family be like, uh, what's going on? What are you doing? What are you t- what? What's your idea? And I'm like, y'all just go with it. Like you don't see what I see, but just go with it. <laughs> and Girl. every time it works out. Every single time. Two things. Number one, I just had deja vu. So yes, crazy. Deja vu. So crazy. Deja vu is so crazy. I love deja vu. Uh, so it's crazy, creepy, wonderful, you know, it's all those things rolled into one. Um, and then the second thing about your intuition, that's something I can attest to as well. Mm -hmm. When I really follow it, it just has never led me wrong. And I was talking to another friend about like the universe and everything. This, this is going to have to be like another podcast session, (laughs) but just in terms of like learning how to listen to that voice or to God, the whatever you call this divine energy and I just I feel it you know sometimes you can just feel things like I can feel it in my gut yes and um so a lot of times my intuition doesn't come as like a a whisper or a a sentences or anything it's just like I feel like ooh, yes mm -mm, you feel it in your body I, I feel it in my body yes um and when I've decided to to lean into that, it's it's never done me wrong either. And of course, there's a certain uh, level of awareness you have to have mm. when ha- when learning how to discern that intuition from your mind or your thoughts. You yes. know, so it takes time and practice sometimes. But I think there's also just this innate thing that we can all recognize within ourselves that's that's speaking to us yes um and we just have to be quiet enough to hear it yes but I think those are some great epiphanies really good epiphanies um I think for mine I I have a few um in terms of my epiphanies regarding my career journey up until this point um it would be that things take time to manifest. Mm -hmm. 
And that's really hard for someone like me who <laughs> is impatient and uh, controlling. Girl, at least you know. Lord, I just admitted that on my podcast. At least you know, girl. At least you know. Uh, <laughs> like, and, Lord have mercy. <laughs> And, you know, because I think also expectations, they come from a desire to control a scenario. Yes. And I think I've had to unlearn how to, or I had to learn how to release that control and go with things that were completely unexpected um, and realizing that things take time. Mm-hmm. And that it's okay if things take time. Mm -hmm. There's what I like to call a seasoning period. I don't know if any of y'all cook, you know, you cook chicken, you cook fish, whatever, but you know, at least in black households, you season (laughs) that bad boy up. Yes. And you You know, you season it. You let it sit for a while. You know what I'm saying? You let it marinate. You just don't throw the chicken or the fish into the fryer without no seasoning, right? Because it's not ready yet. Mm -hmm. There's a prep time. And um, it takes time for for you to acquire or grow and evolve into the person you need to be in order to enter that next chapter. Yes. Like, I'm much better now than I was then. You know, I'm a much better writer. I'm a much better speaker. I'm a better teacher. Mm. So I'm much better now than I was, which I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. But I had to be okay with, with time. Um, so to... Anyone that's listening to this, give yourself the time you need to learn about who you are, what you like, what you want to do. Give yourself time to acquire the knowledge you need to be successful in a certain area. And it's like, yo, like Mm. trial and error is a part of this. So it's a part of the learning process. So don't become discouraged if things don't work out the way you expected or the way you're trying to control them to turn out to be. Yes. Um, you're simply being rerouted. Yes. Um, and that's okay. You can survive a reroute. Yes. Um, that's one thing I've I've learned. So those are are my epiphanies. Those are amazing. Girl, I feel like I could we could talk for two more hours about those. <laughs> Girl, we could. That's what I'm like. Oh, I have to break. I have to break up these these podcast girls. Get, you know, give it to them in doses because yes. they can't take the full thing. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, give them a spoonful. <laughs> give them a spoonful. Let spoonful. them keep coming back for more. Yes. But I mean, I feel so blessed to have this conversation mm. with you. Thank you for. For again, coming along this journey with me. Girl, I will go <laughs> anywhere with you. <laughs> oh, see. I love you, girl. I, I love, you, love girl. you so much. I'm so happy to be a part of this. And I hope that I could come back soon, girl. Oh, girl, you gonna come back because we're going to talk about dating and we're going to talk oh, about Lord. Don't Fall Pray. Oh, and it's going to be so good. I'm so excited. So it's gonna be, excited. Um, it's gonna be a good time. I'm excited. It's too. gonna be a good funky time, girl. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be fun. I'll give you the deets later. But for all of our listeners, tell them where they can find you. Um, yes. Any more information? Yes. So you can definitely find me on the gram. I am an avid gram user. Um, my mm-hmm. username is fee5fofum, and it's spelled F E E P H I. F-O-F-U-M. 
And then you can also find me, find me at my website. It's felicia-kelly.com. And I'm sure if you're seeing this podcast, you'll see how to spell my name. So felicia-kelly.com. Amen. All right. To all of my listeners, I hope you enjoyed our session today. So please uh, stay cool, stay safe, um, and come back for another episode of my weekly epiphanies. Peace out, y'all. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening. Please tune in every Monday for a new episode of My Weekly Epiphany. You can learn more about me at bethanyepiphany.com or follow me on Instagram at beepiphany. That's B-E-P-I-F-A-N-I. Until next time, stay cool, stay safe, and God bless.